another FAT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, happy July 2023. Happy New Year. It is going to be a great year. Um, My 2022 could not be filled with more stuff more events i happened to look at my calendar and saw how many weekends i had full of of uh big activities and all that but that happens when you have a bigger family and teenagers that have a lot of activities and uh, recently i had a patient ask me something because they had one kid or two kids and they asked me you know how can you keep up with all that and i said well i don't know maybe it's just my habits and they're like, what do you mean habits? And I said, well, you know, I, I look at the world a little differently. And I thought I would just talk about habits a little bit. Now, the definition of habit, and I'm not talking about good habits or bad habits. That's, a adge- that's an adjective that modifies the noun of habits. So what is a habit? A habit is something you do repetitively. Sometimes you don't even have to think about it, so you're unconsciously competent at doing it. Now, it could be smoking. It could be making your bed. It could be the way you drive, you know, forgetting to use your turn signal, always using your turn signal. It could be something that adds to your success, like getting up early and thinking about and planning out your day, what you need to do, looking at your calendar, kind of thinking, okay, I got to do this and this today. Or it could be something negative like sleeping in, missing alarms, um, grumbling about it's Monday morning. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about habits. You know, we all have good habits that add to our success in life, and we all have bad habits. Every one of us has a bad habit, a mannerism, something you do continually that just defines who you are at the moment. The good thing about habits is they say, you know, you got to do things, you know, a few hundred times before it becomes a habit. And I agree. I always say in my brain, I always say like three months. If you continually do something every day for three months, it starts, you know, putting an imprint into your nervous system. As an adult, children can pick them up quicker. Their brain is more plastic. Um, Neuroplasticity means the ability of the brain to wire for new connections. Now those new connections, those new programs can be good, they can be bad, but they get wired in faster as a child. That's why as the younger you are, um, the better these habits will ingrain in you. And we all know that. How do you tie your shoes? Um, As a parent, you're constantly trying to teach good habits. Wash your hands before you eat. You know, comb your hair, brush your teeth, you know, basic stuff. I remember when I was really super busy in college. I had like a bunch of jobs and was taking a full load um, and working and training. So, you know, I had to make sure my habits were on task. And that's not to brag, but, you know, simple things like took two, three minutes out right before I went to bed to lay out the clothes I was going to wear in the morning. I had a coffee maker that... Um, would uh, start my coffee in the morning you know you could pre-program your morning coffee so I would I would do that on the way upstairs to my bedroom is just make sure I had my coffee set up 
um, meal planning for the week. You know, before meal planning, quote unquote, was big, um, I certainly uh, would make sure that I had my food for the next day in the refrigerator. Sometimes I would, I had a little lunchbox, I would make sure it was already in my lunchbox and then, you know, keep it open and then throw it in the refrigerator, which means you got to move those little shelves to make room. But for me, that was a better way to do things. It's like, just have it so I can just reach in, grab it, click, and take my little uh, cooler, you know, off to uh, college with me or work or working out, whatever I was doing at the time. Those little habits, if they're good habits, can take the edge off of life. Like, now we have snowstorms here in Minnesota, so sometimes you have to add 10, 15, 30 minutes to your drive. So by having everything prepared, you could leave a little early, getting early to work. One thing I've learned and I've seen, and this is not to, to throw any of my, uh, you know, colleagues under a bus, but, you know, I've worked with, whew, I would say at least, and believe it or not, at least 100 interns, chiropractic students going through school, and the school back in the day um, certified me to go ahead and teach them in their last you know, quarter, their last trimesters, they called it. There was three semesters a year. Their last semester, or se or their second to last um, semester, um, you know, hands-on with real patients. And I, and I, so I had the chance to observe adults, you know, age, what, 22 to 32. Um, and sometimes you get a 40-year-old. But I had a chance to observe adults and their habits intimately. And what blew my mind was that, you know, these graduate students, these people had already been through four years of college and now they're in chiropractic program, which is like dental school, podiatry school, medical school, you know, it's, it's a graduate program. And seeing them, you know, in their habits, like who would show up on time, who would show up late, who would show up early. I usually back in the day would show up before all my employees get there, you know, sometimes five, ten minutes early, turn on the lights, turn the heat up, look around, see if we need to vacuum, clean up, dust off, what, you know, oh, you left those files out, let's get them back to the file room, you know, let's do this, you know, and I'd have my cup of coffee, you know, if my coffee machine was there, and I would start a cup of coffee, or water, or I'd make myself a protein shake, and the people would trickle in, usually my employees would come in first, because they were scheduled half an hour before we opened. And they would roll in. And then, you know, I'd watch these interns trickle in. Now, they weren't required to be there to a few minutes before opening. But it was amazing at how many of these interns who were trying to get their doctorate degree, you know, would roll in when, you know, I told them to within plus or minus five minutes. And the plus really bugged me because I'd be already taking some of their patients back to start and get them going. And that's what blew my mind is the, the way they observed the world. They did not realize, and here's the, the uh, punchline for today's podcast. They did not realize that by coming in a few minutes late, not being prepared, that that laid down tracks in their nervous system telling their nervous system that it's okay. Your brain, the biological substance of your brain, 
it doesn't know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. I'm going to say that again. Your nervous system doesn't know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. I, I would always talk about my, uh, neuro I would always open my neurology seminars talking about if you were thrown on a desert island by yourself with a piano and you practice a piece of music off key because you tone deaf say and you've mastered it because you had nothing else to do on that desert island and then they rescued you and said and you said I am a master pianist I can play all this music from this music book I've been practicing at and then they give you a piano and it sounds terrible you're you're one or two keys off and they're like nope you did this wrong it would take you years to undo the damage why because in your nervous system you would get psychomotor skills and that's physical skills kind of without looking habits motor habits that would be in ground that's like practicing your golf swing the wrong way instead of going straight it goes to the right and your golf instructor says oh that's perfect so you practice the wrong thing over and over again. It gets ingrained in your nervous system like a bad habit. And the same thing is true for a good habit. It takes the same amount of time to develop a good habit or a bad habit. Your brain is neutral. The biggest punchline of today. Your brain is neutral. It doesn't know the difference between a good habit and a bad habit. It will just try to make it efficient. It will try to make it like a reflex. It will it will drive the groove into the tract, you know, back in the vinyl days. It will make it more efficient. So if you learn something incorrectly from the get-go, then it's going to be hard to remove it because it's going to become the most efficient program you run. If you learn how to smoke when you're under stress, guess what? you're going to be driven to go for that cigarette because your brain says this is what we do, right? If you get mad or angry when you see this or that or you hear this or that, talking to parents out there, then guess what? That becomes your first reaction. That becomes your reflex. So I'm going to submit to you that habits, which are under your control, you can, by practicing them, over and over again, that's daily, you can make a more e efficient, a better successful life by practicing good habits. Habits that serve your life, right? Habits that serve your life. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm perfect or this person perfect. I'm far from it. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? I got enough monkeys on my shoulder I'm dealing with. But what I'm saying is that you have to look at some of these habits. You have to address them. If you're always, you know, looking for a way out to be lazy, to, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do this. And as soon as you're asked to say to go to the gym by a friend, they call you, say, let's go to the gym, and you say no, and they call you again, they say no, you're developing the habit to say no to something's unsuccessful. If you say, oh, you know, I'm gonna go to McDonald's and, you know, get a quick bite instead of running home, spending the same time you were in line, making yourself a nice sandwich or soup. I mean, soup comes in cans nowadays, even healthy soup. All you have to do is open it. 
you know. You could even buy at most grocery stores healthy lunches, well, fairly healthy. You know, they have sandwiches already pre-made. Go get yourself a chicken salad sandwich, chicken sandwich, turkey sandwich. They're sitting there. You, you won't even have to wait in line like you would at a Subway restaurant or a Quiznos restaurant or whatever sub. They're out there. And pick up a can of soup. Go home. Open it. Heat it up. Sit down and have a good healthy lunch. That amount of time is about the same time you spend in line at McDonald's or Burger King or wherever you would do. So what I'm saying is you have to look at some of these habits. And if you start developing those habits, well, for lunch, I'm just going to swing by the grocery store, run in, run out, and then head home or head back to the office where they have a microwave. You know, I've already got a can opener on my desk. I'm going to open the can, have soup, have a salad. I'm going to have soup or a sandwich. You know, those are huge things. Or how about this habit? On a Sunday, every Sunday, prepping meals. So prep, say you just want to prep your lunch. You're going to be home for breakfast. Say you want to prep your lunch. So you just get the, your plastic to-go containers. They have meal containers. We have stacks of them all over this house. They're everywhere. But, you know, you can get your Tupperware, your plastics, or even meal containers off of Amazon. And you make yourself, you know, some rice or sweet potatoes, and you cook them up for the whole week. It doesn't take that long. Takes about the same amount of time to cook one sweet potato as it does seven. It takes the same amount of time to cook one chicken breast as it does seven. You know, get your grill out. You don't have a grill, you can buy a grill pan. You know, takes a few minutes. And you cook up all your food. And you put Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the refrigerator, Thursday and Friday, maybe Saturday, if you work Saturdays, in the freezer. And then you have lunch. Well, I don't want to eat the same thing every day. Well, if you eat junk every lunchtime, then that's what? That's the same thing. So habits, doing the same, you know, doing something that is, say, productive. So the habits you want to pick up is, am I doing something productive? Now, I'm not saying you don't rest, and I've had whole podcasts on rest, and I'm going to do one on, I think the next one's going to be on recuperation and rest. And it's okay for a little baby sabbatical, even every day, to take a 15-minute, half-hour timeout and just breathe and not think about anything. But you want to make sure whatever habit you're doing, it's productive. It serves you and doesn't serve anything else. For example, smoking doesn't serve you. Now, initially, it may calm you, but here's the thing. It's also serving heart disease and serving lung disease. It also makes you look really old, your skin and all that. I was talking to some of my teammates last night on deadlift night. We are talking about where Belinda's from, her hometown, and how when I went to one of the high school reunions, and Belinda's um, seven, eight years younger than me, but I noticed that everyone looked old. I mean, they looked older than me. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And Belinda would introduce me to one of her friends. Oh, I went to class with this with this gal. And I'm like, what, was she the teacher? I mean, so yeah, smoking and a negative lifestyle, drinking all the time, smoking, not exercising, stress caused by your bad habits, it makes you look older. 
gives you that leathery, nasty skin. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Why do you want to look that old? It's a choice. So make sure whatever habits, they're productive. You know, maybe yelling at your kids, you're not the most productive thing. Proactive is the word productive, right? You're, does it move you forward? So before you yell or scream, think, what am I creating? You're always creating something. And if you're not creating, you're destroying something. There is no neutrality. So am I creating a good relationship? Am I building? That's a better word, maybe. Am I building a good relationship or am I tearing it down? When you go into the gym, am I building a better body? Am I going after strength like powerlifters do? Am I going after aesthetics and physique like bodybuilders do? Am I going after endurance like triathletes, swimmers, whatever um, sport you're into or combination of all three of those items? What am I really doing? And, and by sitting around and being lazy, am I saying, oh, I can't do anymore? And I understand that. I've been exhausted. So what do you do? Five minutes? Yes. All right, I'm going to get up and I'm just going to walk down to the end of the block and down and then sit down and watch Netflix. And the next day, if you're exhausted after work, you walk a block and a half. Well, Fred, that, who would even want to get up and get dressed for it? It's a good habit. And all of a sudden, you are walking miles by the end of the year. Then you head into the gym. There's many times when I was very busy, I was a single parent for a while, that I would sneak off to the gym for 10 minutes. Oh, there's a machine. I can get three sets of 10 in real light and then grab this other machine and get a couple sets in and head back. Wow. And yeah, sometimes I worked out in dress clothes. I didn't care. I walked into those you know, 24-hour places, which was two blocks away from my office, and I'd run through two machines and, and leave, go back to work. Or on the way home. Oh, i got to pick up the kids, but I'm going to get 20 minutes in. You know, I have to pick them up within a half an hour, 10-minute drive. I'm going to get 20 minutes in. Why would I do that? Wow, to build up that, that habits muscle. Build up the habits. Are the habits that are serving me proactive? Are they building my life? I don't know if they're building my life, Fred. Well, have you written down your goals and visions for your life? That's how you tell. What destination you are you going to? Again, I've had many podcasts on goals. But simply, if I'm driving to Baltimore, I want to head east. If I'm heading west, that's not a good habit. I need to turn around. So write down what you want. Well, I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want more energy. Those are great wishes. Turn them into goals. You can make being happy a goal. You can make having a passionate, wonderful, enjoyable life a goal. Make sure it's building you up every habit that you have. That makes sense. Well, I really don't like where I live. You may say, okay, my next goal is to move. So I'm happy about where I live. It's okay to have goals that serve you. I don't like my job. Well, I can't get at any other job. Okay. What would you like to do? Well, my goal is to be XYZ. Do you need training? Go back to school at night. Heck, they have internet classes. Start taking one class a semester until you're moving forward to your goal. That's, that's what's going to drive you. 
make sure that it builds you up and prioritize things. You be amazed at what time wasters are. Again, I have my patients who will talk to me and they'll say, you know, Dr. Clary, how can you do all these things and blah, blah, blah. And I go, there is times that I had no idea that the space shuttle went up and came down. There was times that I would have to ask my patients or my friends, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Because I didn't watch the news. I was too busy doing other things that were building me up. Now I'm at the point now that, oh, I get time to sit around and relax a little bit, and I take advantage of it. But can you imagine people that come home and their habit is to watch two hours of television? Now, I'm not saying that's wrong if you've built your life up that, that you can do that. But what I'm saying is these are the same people that complain, I don't like my job, I don't like my body, whatever. And they're sitting around watching TV. I guarantee you, not watching that sitcom will not hurt you. I guarantee you that not, you know, shutting your mind off, you know, <laughs> will serve you. Everyone would, would talk to me about, oh, that show about nothing, you know, Friends. And my kids even watch it now, you know, 20, 30 years removed, whenever it came out. I never saw one full episode. When some of those sitcoms were really big, I'll say go back to the 80s and 90s, I was too busy. There'd be whole weeks I'd go out without TV. I finally, when I was a student, bought a little black and white TV. And no, I didn't grow up in the 40s or 50s. I bought a, like one you would have at fishing in your boat. I bought a little tiny, like seven, nine inch television just so I could watch this show or that show that everyone was talking about. And I found, ah, I don't like that. Sometimes, you'd be amazed what you can get done, even for fun, even with your body, if your habit is not just shutting down. Now, again, I'm not tell, talking about recovery. I'm talking about a habit that serves you. Let it serve you. You also want to think about pursuing win-win situations with people. Always make sure that what you're doing serves you and serves others around you, right? If you're in a relationship and it's a little rocky, turn off the TV and say, hey, let's sit around and talk. Let's play a game. Let's do a puzzle. You know, let's go for a walk. Let's get a workout. You know, well, you don't have money for dates. Go to the park and have a cup of coffee and just hang out. You'd be surprised what that half hour, hour will do for your relationships. And if you're not doing that, if you're just sitting in front of mindless TV, you're hurting the other person because you know that habit is not good. How do I get these habits? How do I build them up? Just start. Again, if you're, ha if you're trying to get in shape, just walk down to the end of the block and come down. Instead of clearing your plate off, say, you know what, I'm going to save that for lunch tomorrow your dinner. If you don't want to eat your full lunch, say, I'm going to have this for dinner later. Splitting up your calories, making smaller portion, small little efforts. Instead of having four cookies, you're going to have two. And you stop at two. It's a good habit to do. You know, I'm going to drink a gallon of water. Try this. Probably the two greatest health things you can do. 
looking at diet, I'm not going to tell you what to eat. Just drink a gallon of water a day. Yes, a gallon. Yes, you're going to start peeing more and stop being dehydrated. For through a whole 24-hour period, try to do a gallon and eat 100 grams of protein. That means you're looking to have protein at every meal. You'd be amazed at your health from that. And then the second thing is exercise. Move. Whatever you do, you have to be moving. And, I, and I, oh, my back hurts, my neck hurts, my knees. Okay, move your upper body. There's machines now, right? Ever since the Nautilus craze of the 1970s, there's machines for working out. All you have to have is a pin and put it, put it in and a selectorizer stack machine. And guess what? You can do a workout. Do your upper body if everything's sore. Find an angle or a machine that helps you. Just move 10 to 20 minutes every day. You'd be shocked. And here's the next thing. I said two, but I'm going to give you three. In the morning, get up five minutes earlier than you ever would. Get to work early. Get up five minutes before your kids. And think about your day and what you want to do. And be grateful for the day. I have another day going forward. That gratitude will go a lot of places. Okay, what can I do today? That's going to be amazing. You'll be shocked at what you can get done. Just five minutes of planning your day. Except for rushing here, rushing there, or I forgot this. And that means maybe looking through your whole week. Yep, I got an appointment on Thursday and it's Monday. And Tuesday, you look at your schedule. Yep, I got an appointment on Thursday and Wednesday. That way, you start developing control. One thing I've noticed about anxiety, depression, and stress is people seem to lack control, quote-unquote, in their lives. Bad things always happen to me. And I said, well, that may be true, but do you get up in the morning and take control? Get up in the morning and take control of your life. And that may be just figuring out what you need to get do today, even if it's just clean the kitchen, make my breakfast, take the kids to school. Even if that's the same thing every day, review it. Getting control of your life will serve you. It is proactive and will build more serving and successful good habits in the future. And this has been another fact podcast.